picks and bets here on the Mayo Media Network. I am your host, DJ Mitchell, here to go over the two-game Friday slate. Before we get started, I want to talk a little bit about some different stuff I've been running through my head. I know, dangerous game. Um, And then we'll get right into the two-game slate. I want to thank everyone for all the different things I received, whether it was on Twitter and the comments, all that stuff that really liked the video I did kind of talking about different ways of strategizing hockey bets as far as putting different things together that aren't always put together. And I think that what I'm really trying to focus on now as all of these books open up in New York, where I live, I'm in Buffalo, two feet of snow today. And the, the good news is that I found out that by Saturday morning, 9 a.m. Eastern time, I will be open on these books that I can just bet easily, no problems, no issues, no going anywhere else. Um, I really want to start focusing on the best ways to kind of maximize EV is probably the easiest way of putting this, um, you know, expected value, if you will. Sometimes that people use these terms. The best way to say what, what my expected value, because every bet is a bet. Everything, you never know what's going to happen. I mean, I have had lines that I think are stone cold locks. I mean, I can think back to the Connor Garland over two and a half streak that broke because he got a 10 minute game misconduct that kind of came out of nowhere. Like it was like he yelled at an official or something and kicked out. You never know is what I'm getting at. What are the best ways to over the, the course of a season? I mean, that's what we're doing here, right? We're giving you day in, day out shows, people that are actively listening, betting every single day. What are the EV positive ways to continue to bet? What are the ways to bet if you only put $20 a week and you're hoping to make $1,000 in a night on $20? Well, what can, I mean, obviously that's crazy odds. What can I offer you as a gambler that likes to gamble that way, that would is going for gold? What can I give you to try to, to try out? And I think one thing that I'm looking into more that I kind of alluded to is same game bet parlays. Um, it's interesting. There's a different angles on it. I'm really trying to play around with them and see what lever changes what on, on each of them. Um, I'm working with Matt Moody, who was with me last year on this, as well as Doug Levy, who helps us out with other things. And he's really, really good um, in the Call of Duty space. So I'm working with them trying to, gain a little bit more insight into how these things work, how they are predicting in some capacity, but also it's all just an algorithm. How is this algorithm operating and what edges is it allowing us to maybe get a little bit more positive EV out of it? If you're really interested in that stuff, if you leave, I see a few comments in the YouTube saying, hey, make this video. I want to learn more about these same game parlays. I've seen it, whatever. I'll make it. I'll do it. No problem. I'm still working on it. So I don't want to do it right now but let me know. With all that out of the way, all the housekeeping, two games, going to be quick. We got Calgary on a back-to-back at Carolina. The big news and notes, and I would definitely follow this tomorrow, is that there were two recent injuries for, from the Hurricanes. They haven't played in, I think, a little bit here. Oh, let me pull up their last game. Um, they haven't played in a little bit, and Nino Niederreiter got hurt in practice, and then... Um, Sveshnikov got hurt the next day, two days in a row. Neither of them seemingly are too bad. Both of them, I think, are going to be in, honestly. But I do think it's worth noting and keeping an eye on before we get too crazy and start putting in any bets. So, yeah, they haven't played since January 1st, where they won 7-4 to against Columbus. In that game, we saw Sveshnikov with eight shots on goal, kind of getting back on track. That was also the Brady Shea explosion night with seven shots on goal. Um, that Yeah, that that's this is their last game. So, yeah, I mean, overall here, I think that very basically at minus 155, I do like that line quite a bit for Calgary. I mean, like for Carolina, minus 155 at home. Um, they just 
predict to be a little bit better here as far as Corsi is concerned, um, as far as expected goals are concerned. I I do like it just fine. You have Calgary in a back-to-back after playing Tampa. Um, they are good possession-wise, but so is Carolina. So I, I think this is a really good matchup. Um, and I just want to side with the team that has a little more rest in them. I, things can change is what I was alluding to to start this. I'm not, I would not bet this line until I know Sveshnikov is in. Uh, you know, once I know the lineup looks good, there's no COVID issues, 155 seems like a pretty solid bet here. Um, the over, uh, I'm like, I'm bullish on it a little bit, but with the back-to-back, it makes me a little bit concerned. And I would have been really bullish on it, but Calgary started Vladar on Thursday night, so they're not going to be starting him again. So back to Markstrom, who's really, really been one of the best goalies in the league. Uh, I just don't feel comfortable staking that um, on the six. I think it's, you know, it's really strong. And I think a lot of models are going to say, oh, this looks like a good game. This looks like a game that can be over six because the expected goals. And I'm just going to not do it. I think I'd rather just take Carolina here and, and play with some shot props because I do think there'll be pace. Um, and especially golf is one of my favorites here uh, for the shots. I, you know, we're just, we're just not going to, not going to get it, um, which is sad, but true. So that's kind of what I'm looking at. Um, again, with the same game parlay, all that stuff that I was talking about, I think that it could be fun to, to play a couple of different goal scorers here. And this is a this is a game where you get one team that has a very kind of easy to see you know, this goal scorer, this goal scorer um, with Calgary. It's like the top line, right? The one guy out of the mix on that is probably Blake Coleman, who had the DFS explosion on Tuesday night and won some GPPs. He had 12 shots on goal and uh, I think two goals. Yeah, two goals. Um, so, uh, you know, he's been really good. So he might be a guy that you could get at like plus 250 to 300 that you could maybe pair with a guy on Carolina like a Sveshnikov or maybe even get a little bit bolder um, with, with that take and pick someone else. Uh, another, uh, yeah, I think that's, yeah. So I think that probably sums it up with, with the goal. Pro- I'll, I'll post more tomorrow. I'm not sure if there's one line that I'm incredibly bullish on as far as shot props are for, um, Calgary, I'll probably look at Markstrom's line for saves and I'm going to like it if it's anywhere probably between 27 and 30 um, over. And if it's getting above the 30s, it's going to be tough for me to want to get in on. But I'm hoping to find it at 28 and a half somewhere and play that. Um, game number two is Washington at St. Louis. Washington, um, the very slight favorite at this point. I think it'll get a little bit bigger at St. Louis. So yeah, the, the preliminary notes here, hold on. We have, I got, I got a lot of tabs open right now. Big, big breaking news was that Tarasenko, Perenovich and Wallman were added to the COVID list. So St. Louis's lines had Barbashev, O'Reilly, Busnevich, and then Shen, Thomas, Cairo. Perron bumped down to the third line with Saad and Sunkvist, and who cares about the rest? Um, Washington didn't really seem to have anything too major going on. Orloff felt good in practice, should be able to play. And there is some feeling that we might end up getting, uh, what's his name? Backstrom back. We're not sure. It seems like it's very, very, very up in the air. So not sure yet. Uh, We'll have to wait till tomorrow on that. Not that it makes a gigantic difference. But I think that I just overall, you know, what the numbers are showing me at least is that St. Louis has been scoring maybe more than they should have. and like you look at their last game against the, the Pittsburgh Penguins and that kind of came back to earth. 
And, and kind of was what the numbers were alluding to is like this team is scoring a little bit more than expected. Why? And if a team is scoring more than expected and then they lose their best goal scorer in Vladimir Tarasenko, that doesn't make me feel good about them to have a lot of output. Um, their top expected goals guy in that Pittsburgh game was Robert Thomas, who just isn't a great rate shooter. So it makes me feel a little bit worse about St. Louis. And I, I could see myself just jumping in um, Washington here, uh, getting right back to it. Um, I don't have a ton of faith in this team without Tarasenko to find the back of the net as much as they have been. And I think that the lines are kind of alluding to, you know, them still being good. They're playing a 20 win Washington team at this point, And it's about a pick them. So I know what's on the road, but for Washington, I don't really care. So I'm going to go with Washington here. Uh, the over-under is, yeah, six. At this point, I'd like the under um, just a bit. But like I said, you know, first of all, Washington's goaltending has not been fantastic. So I could see why you might say, well, that, you know, they expected goals for them is around three for St. Louis. And like it, it, it kind of makes perfect sense that that could be almost right on the nose. Um, other than that, yeah, I mean, let's just talk a little bit about the DraftKings DFS slate. Um, it's very, very cheap to play St. Louis, which is why I think they might be a bit popular with Tarasenko being out. I think Busnevich will get a big bump. Jordan Cairo's probably the, the punt play here from that game. Um, as far as St. Louis is concerned, for sure. Ovechkin's 9,200. That's obviously very freaking expensive. Um, they have Backstrom as probably ready to return here on DraftKings. I, I've had kind of the same news. Um, we'll see if the lines change because of that. Not sure right now. Um, I think that more or less, as I kind of already kind of alluded to, I like the Calgary Carolina game a bit more. On a two-game slate, you are doing yourself a disservice if you're not playing a four-man stack. So the easiest way of doing this is doing Calgary one, which if you want to get a little bit different, they might be, but I think I'd rather kind of just stack through the first line um, first power play in Carolina, Spestikov only 5,800 makes it a little bit easier to do. Um, so assuming that it is, I, I guess what we expect, um, uh, let's just pull up their last game super fast. It will take more than a couple of seconds. Last game. What was their first power play? Because we didn't get anything in practice. It was Aho with D'Angelo, Natchos, Terabyte, and Trocheck. Sveshnikov filled in for Natchos at certain times. So I don't know. I mean, I, I think Sveshnikov will be back up there. So you could probably talk me into it. Um, Sveshnikov, Trocheck, maybe just put like Terabyte and Aho, just put the full four man. That could be really fun. Um, and, and like I said, there's punts around it. So with all that being said, I'll get you guys out of here. Um, rate, review. Let me know if you want more uh, strategy videos. I can do a full video on same game parlays in general. I'm getting some numbers together. It's confusing, but I really do think that if I could put this together correctly, it's going to open up a lot of people's eyes and maybe change the way you bet or uh, maybe maybe I might end up talking into this anyway. So we'll talk about it soon. Let me know. Enjoy your weekend and um, yeah, it, get, get some good, get some good wins. Follow me on Twitter at DJ underscore Mitchell 94, and I will tweet out some props for you. Take care.